the champ. What up, Roy man? Jones, welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Good to have no, you thank you, man. Thanks for letting us uh, come out here and do this. No problem at all. Yeah. It's been uh, exciting being down here, man. Thank yeah. you, brother. Get to, been hanging out with uh, Shamir yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Getting hit, getting in his groove. Amazing, dude. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. Yeah, he's very amazing. Special man. Yeah. You got something coming up too, right? Yeah, I got a little like something coming up. Uh, I think this is a little boxing match. It might be a hockey game. I ain't sure. <laughs> you get confused sometimes between a hockey game and a, and, a, and a boxing match. So it's one or the other, but either way, it should lead to a good fight. Money's better in the boxing than the hockey. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes not so not so much the case. Uh, this time it's more of a charity situation, and uh, it's more of a charity slash bucket list for me. You know? Hell yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are you expecting a brawl to break out in this hockey game slash I mean, boxing match? I mean, it's no way you see good skaters skate around each other. It's very hard for them <laughs> not to really run into each other, have some type of a collision. You That's know, right. so. That's right. So, do, do you get these calls a lot, like annually, for for other fighters that say, "Hey, we 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 get back in the ring"? No, I don't really get a lot of calls from other fighters. Uh, it's one or two uh, that like to call me because they know that the only way their name makes any sense is if my name is attached behind it. Sure. So I don't get many calls like that. I get those type of guys who really don't be really worth my time. But uh, when Mike Tyson calls, he's like EF Hutton. That's right. Oh, listen. So wait, wait, was it someone from his team that called and tried to set up the fight, or was he calling you well, all a little they bit? Call, or? They called my guy, McGee, uh, my manager guy, and uh, when they called McGee, they said, tell Roy call us. So I called him. They were like, hey, Mike want to come back out of retirement and do an exhibition match. I said, okay, and he want to fight you in the exhibition match. Okay, when? Uh, September 12th, and this is July. Mm. I'm like, August. Oh, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. He ain't got the six weeks, let's go. <laughs> right. He can't possibly get rid of the six right. weeks for these fans. Not in the man. shape he was in. I'm like, ain't no way in the world he can get rid of the six weeks. Let's, let's do it. So I agreed. Everything worked out well. I mean, for six weeks of training, which I knew wouldn't wear me out too much, uh, wouldn't burn myself out too much, it was so fast, I was like, no way he could be able to get in the shape I can get in because he ain't fought in 15 years. Right. I fought two years ago, so mm. I definitely can get in shape quicker than he can. Well, then lo and behold, we get, you know, close to that date. And they start telling me we can't do this, we can't do that, and we it's should gone. put it off for this and put it off for that. And it's still an exhibition. But now the exhibition goes from now we didn't have no fans till we're trying to move it to a place where we can have fans. Then we're going from 14-ounce gloves, sparring gloves, to 12-ounce competition gloves. Then we're going from headgear to no headgear. Then we're going from eight three-minute rounds to eight two-minute rounds. I'm like, how much How much more Tyson name we got to put on this? You know what I mean? <laughs> she is. I mean, I mean, what y'all want to tattoo the lamb or what y'all want to do to the lamb? Because I know y'all basically tell me I'm going to be a sacrificial lamb, so how y'all want to do this? I check, can I be a white sheep or a black sheep? Which yeah. one am I, you know? So uh, anyway, after all that happened, I thought about it, you know, and um, I really was going to go – and try to renegotiate the whole situation because now if y'all are giving it three months, that's that's a real pay-per-view situation y'all yep. trying to do. And uh, then I think Dean Tool might accidentally posted the fight got moved to November 28th. Mm. And they said, well, if somebody posted on your page, that means you accept it. I didn't post it and I didn't accept it, but you know, it's kind of rough. So since it's bucket list, I said, you know what? All right, that's how y'all want to play. That's cool, let's go. So now they got me in a mode of where it's like, I don't really care. You know what I mean? It's like, let's do it, you know? And um, we'll see what happens. Been dialed in, just ready to go. Exactly. It's wild being in the COVID year, too, that all this is happening. Well, that's why I was doing it. Because yeah, yeah. the COVID year and everybody not having anything to do, not having as much entertainment as we used to have or mm-hmm. accustomed to having. 
uh, a lot of big fights they can't really make right now. So it's like people want to see Tyson Fury versus Wilder. People want to see big fights happen. Crawford versus Spence. People mm. want to see these things happen. None of those things are quite really happening. You know what I'm saying? So now, because those things are not happening, this becomes the biggest fight on the horizon. Yep. For I sure. Mean, it might have been the biggest fight on the horizon anyway, but I mean, this becomes the biggest fight on the horizon. It's the spectacle. Mm-hmm. Which one to watch? Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson. Yeah. All time. Yeah. So. That's cool. What so getting into this year? I mean, uh, what's changed in your life more than anything because of COVID? Well, it's just uh, wearing mask. I'm really not a big mask fan, and, um, because I have I have a way of doing things and seeing things different from other people. What my position is is that if the mask will stop me from getting COVID, then why do I have to stay six feet apart? Yeah, that's right. Right. You understand me? So it's kind of common sense to me. If it's going to stop me from getting COVID. Why do I have to social distance? What are your thoughts on it? you think it's bullshit? I mean, I don't think it's bullcrap totally, but there's things that make simple common sense. If it stops COVID, why do we have to social distance? I mean, okay, if I can't smell the breath, I can't get close to her either to see how she looks. That's right. Right. I mean, well, what's the deal? Right. What's the deal? You feel me? Y'all got social distancing on something that's supposed to stop the virus. So if it's not stopping the virus, then why are you force me to wear it? You feel me? Because if it stops the virus, then to me it's simple. No need to social distance. If you got your mask on, you're good. But you can't take your mask off to eat because that allows the virus to come in. Right. But when you're, you're on a plane, please keep your mask on unless you're eating or drinking. There go the virus. So what the hell good is that doing? If you take it off at one instance to drink or eat, you just expose yourself <laughs> to the virus. So why are you wearing the mask? You understand me? So it becomes bigger. It, it becomes bigger than just the virus. It becomes more like the mask is the issue now. Right. Deface us. Yeah, it's control. Control us. Take away our emotions. Make us animals. Make us slaves. Make everybody, not just black people now, everybody. You understand me? And us as society, we're not realizing or understanding what's going on. It's quite simple, baby. If you got a mask that stops the COVID virus, then everybody should just wear that mask until they get home. No need to social distance because this stops the virus. You understand me? No sense in social distancing if that stops the virus, right? So why are we wearing a mask and social distancing? And you're fighting in California, which is that's the that's the craziest the race, town. The, the craziest one of all. Uh-huh. Yeah. The craziest one of all. So they have lost their minds. This, out there. Oh so God. many so many ways, so many ways that if it wasn't for a lawsuit, I would have been backed out of this. Really? Yeah, they got you can't take but two corner men. Yep. You can't take two corner men. You can't take no fans at all. You can't take nobody. You just all out there by yourself, pretty much. That's not boxing. That's not the box I'm accustomed to. What was it that was itching in you that wanted to put this together? Was it just just fighting Iron Mike and like like trying to? Once again, only way I would have did this like this is if it was Iron Mike. That's the only reason I even thought about it because when Mike calls, I mean that's what, something I wanted to do anyway back in the day. Yeah. So it's like, how can I say no to Mike? You feel me? Then at a time like this, the way I'm thinking is, we got um we got COVID. People have nothing to do. This is one of the most exciting boxing matches you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. So why would you not take that if nothing else but for the fr- for yeah. the fans? Yeah. If you remember, they got nothing to do right now, why not? That's how I looked at it. Then I got bombarded with all this foolishness. So now it's fun as it started out to be, but I'm going to make it that fun. Heck yeah. So none of it was deal breaking, obviously. Oh, but deal you thought about it. It's deal breaking, but it's like they made a COVID sheet on there and something that we're not used to in boxing too. But when they make these COVID sheets, it's like anything that happened with the virus, you're susceptible to. So sure. you got you to play along about the rules. See, if they change the rules because of COVID, 
you still got to play those rules. So I never thought it'd get to this point. I never thought it'd be this bad. I was hoping the COVID situation would have gotten better by now, but it didn't. It got worse. It's it's the government's overreach has mm-hmm. gone a little too far, and mm-hmm. they're not going to give back. We're not, we're never going to get back to where we were. Well, well, it's a little bit at a time. They take away a little yeah. bit at a time. Of course, they're just constantly taking our freedoms mm-hmm. away. But here's the thing: was what was, was alarming to me too. In China now, where it's supposed to been started at, yep. they have it under control pretty much. You understand? Ain't that crazy? Why? Do, how do they have it under control? They're using heat to control the virus. They're drinking hot teas, hot coffees, hot drinks three or four times a day, and they're going to saunas. And they're okay in five days after they're doing this. Just the way they're taking care of themselves is you just different. Yeah. Five days. You understand? They're not shooting a vaccine in you that's going to do something else to you 10 years from now. 10 years from now, that vaccine will have you walk around looking like Scooby-Doo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, don't know, you, know, you know what the hell might happen to you with that vaccine. That's you a whole other story. He's, he's like, we've, we've talked about this. He's not getting one. Me either. Me either. And, and then what, what, what you hear, this is kind of conspiracy stuff, what Gates is potentially trying to do with controlling the vaccine mm-hmm. and like putting in like little uh, neuro kind of chips in there that mm-hmm. can like just track Check your every you. movement. Of course, that's what they're doing. But now you listen. So if it was so good for us, then the people that are the head of the country would be the first ones in line to get it, right? Right. No, no. I don't want to give it free to the, no. to, to the lower class people. Mm. Let's test it on us first. Control. <laughs> they ain't tested me. Me neither. Exactly. I'll fight them with you. Exactly. But it's a little bit of time. 9-11 takes some freedoms away. Yep. Of course. OA takes some freedoms away. Just a little bit at a time. And then this this thing happened. It's like, we're going to take a lot Here's of Here's the question. How do, how do we get back? How do we get it back? We got to fight. What does that look like? Well, it's going to look bad, but we got to fight. If we don't fight, it's like, I'm fighting this giant. We got to fight this giant, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Love it's it. like, this is an opportunity to show people that you can't be afraid to fight the giant sometimes. You have to challenge the, the giant if you want to win. That's right. In our case, we have to challenge the giant if we want to survive. Mm. Because if not, we're just going to become another st- statistic. So we start on the micro in our little worlds that we're yeah, in, and exactly. then we try to bleed out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but you got to also make people see the masses are so afraid that of, they don't look at reality. Of course they are. They're, the the, the, the fear mongering, the news, yeah, people, all that stuff. People in the, people in the, people in the store sometimes, hey, get back. You're too close. Both of us got on masks. <laughs> I'm still not used to seeing people like used to wearing. Like it freaks me out. I'm like, this is crazy. I can't mm. do it. I can't do it. Every chance I get, I don't wear one. I'm me too. Wearing. I buck if the I system. Get, if I got that way, then I die that way. If that's how God chose me to go, guess what? If that's what God said, I'm going that way anyway. I'm gonna err on the side of caution and say your immune system is probably a little stronger than COVID. Would you, would you feel me? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I had it already. <laughs> Did you? And nothing happened. Good for you. I didn't go to no doctors. Yeah. I didn't do nothing. I just kind of treated myself. What were your symptoms? Drank a lot of water. Five days. I couldn't. My body shut down. Kind of couldn't use the restroom. I couldn't really eat much. I just ate. Soup for five days, drunk a hot soup, drunk hot tea. I had a fever for two days. Yeah. After I started drinking the hot stuff, the fever went away, and then I was okay. And you like, they say you get like lost of taste. No, I have none, none of that. that. I had my taste, yep. and I had my sense of smell. So it was, it that's been, been a variant. That's it, been the crazy thing is, it is some people affect way differently. Yeah, it affects people differently. It's no different than the flu or anything. Else. Yeah. Certain diseases attack different people. Different. And if you take care of yourself, especially with this you're disease, you're gonna be okay, right? Like if you, if you're into health and wellness, if you're into eating right, if you're into you're all gonna, that stuff, you're gonna be okay. I agree. Yeah. yeah, it's like take care of yourself before you even get into trouble, right? That's all it is. The problem is, is and they're 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 fear mongering, like you said, and they're putting people, telling people not to work. Well, mm-hmm. that's how they live. That's how they feed their family. Well, so it's like, hey, stop working. Hey, stop working. So you got to depend on us, right? So, so we tell you to come get the vaccine or we won't take care of you no more. Now you're totally dependent on us yep. and you have to have a vaccine or sure. we're not going to take care of you no more. And they're that's starting they, lockdowns that's, again. That, that's where they're going with it. Yep. They, they, there's, all, there's this, uh, the great something that's, I forget the name of it, but basically there's like, it's like a new world order. Essentially. That's, like, what, that's exactly what it is. Like the top you down. Just hit on, you just hit on the Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly the great uh, reset, I think. Yeah, the great reset. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it's underway. Yep. And, it so, and so, 
that's a hill I'm dying on. Like, so we got to figure out as people how to stand up and, and, and get, get our freedom back. Too many of us are afraid to stand up. I know. Believe what they say. They even got the doctors wearing masks. Yep. And the doctors know that they don't stop. And them. they're confused because the doctors sure. know their biology and their scientists, a lot of them, yeah. and they, they understand this and they're I, being told something by that, that doesn't make sense. And I heard something today say, hey, you got to put a mask on. The lady that runs the center, she'll have a fit if you don't have a mask on. So all y'all went to college to understand this stuff way better than she did. And y'all going to let her tell y'all to put a mask on? It's crazy. Get me out of here. Corporations, news, it's not good. Well, we, we, were, we were on the way up here yesterday and uh, we were listening to, um, what's, the, what's the song? It's one of the 70s songs. And I was like, this is what we need, a movement. Yep. A movement of the citizens of America taking our rights back. We do. And I don't know how that starts. Well, I can tell you how it no starts. Idea. I can tell you how it starts. This is how it starts. First thing is, with this presidential stuff, they try to divide because they, yep. if they can divide us and make us fight one another, then they can put everything they want to pull over our heads while we fight each other. Mm. So the first thing For we sure. got to do is stop fighting each other. Yep. Realize that this ain't just against one race. This is against all of us. Human race. Everybody wearing these, wearing these masks. They, yep. this, this is against everybody. They're trying to scare everybody into being afraid to fight back. So at that point, we got to realize how many of us are there that understand that this is Foolishness yep. that they're basically making us into slaves. Think for yourself. Trying to put a vaccine in us that's going to mark us, yep. tell them everything about us from now on. And you, you can't, can't go travel, you can't, you can't go, go in stores. Unless like, you have it. Yep. Unless you have it. Right. You can, there will be no more money, and soon there will be no more land to own. They'll own everything. You have to play by their rules. And if we don't see that coming, then something is wrong with us. Hey, hey, in England not long ago, they had the army show up at the schools yep. to vaccinate the kids in school right. without their parents' knowledge. What the hell is going on, bro? If you That's think, wild, man. You I think, I, think, think I have to run up there and do something. They touch my kids it. with that. You think kids well, stop The parents stop it. The parents stop it. Good. Good for them. But look at the look at how crazy this NWO stuff that he's talking about is. Yep. So crazy that they wouldn't go to a school, send the army to a school. To you, vaccin- definitely, you definitely to, need an army for the kids, to right? Vaccinate your kid, <laughs> to vaccinate your kid without your knowledge. Right. That's a whole other conversation. Tim, vaccines Tim, and what they Tim, do to kids. Tim, Tim, that's not getting bad. That's awful. That's the that's the so, nth degree bad going to schools and vaccinating. I mean, all that is we, then then violence comes after that. Of course. So, so we start on a micro level. We start with one another, but then you think about it. In the Constitution, it talks that we have the right to take overthrow our government. And we do. And that's but, what, but is that even possible anymore? Because kind of they get difficult. the big guns. It's kind of very difficult now, but um, something close to that going to have to happen. It's yeah, gonna. It's gonna have to because that's gonna be part of the reset. Because it's gonna be a war. You know, it's funny. Uh, Rogan and, and Kennedy always. That's so scary. They, they talk about there's like you know two million veterans in this country. You don't want to keep poking the bear. You yeah. don't want to keep pissing people off because eventually they're gonna come out and they're gonna stand up for the freedom that they defended and died for. For sure. And that's what the problem. And that's what we. we the problem trying to make us all afraid to stand up for the freedom that they killed and died for. Right. That's the problem. That's, that's the, it, it's the whole narrative right now. Yep. So so looking past 2020, you know, obviously 2021 is gonna be more of the same until we get this stuff sorted out. What's on the horizon for you in terms of the bucket list? Because you mentioned the bucket list was Tyson. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other ones that you're really looking forward to? That's really about it for me, man. Um, if I got the opportunity, if things open back up, if this fight goes the way I think it might go, and uh, if things goes well for me, then it's still always an opportunity for me to go shoot at that Cruiserweight title. Heck yeah. that's, mm. not, that's really not bucket list. That's just something I just want anyway. Is because, it itch at you? Like you kinda, because yeah. nobody never did it, and I know nobody ever did it, but I mean, I'm the first one to do add the super middleweight. I know I got to leave something for other people to add, but what if they don't get, opportunity? <laughs> they don't have to. What if they don't get a chance to add it? You know what I mean? So I mean, if you I check got, off a couple more boxes. You've done that exactly. Right? You check that box out. It's gonna make it hard for somebody to catch up to that. Close the door. It's hard already, but it's gonna make it yeah. really hard if you close the door right there. Well, I saw the these guys last night in here, man. That you're, 
I mean, that's a bucket list, getting these guys winning championships. That is too. And, that is too. I mean, I always, my goal is always to take what God gave me and mm. to help somebody else do better in life with it. Awesome. Beautiful. So we, I've never met Wap at this point, but Shamir has been telling me a lot about him. Kyle's been telling me a lot about him. But I want to know what, uh, like, what's Wap meant to you, your career? The relationship. What, yeah. he really, what he really meant to me, man, is like when you find a person that fell victim to this country's system, did 35 years, day for day, not a 35-year sentence, mm. 35 years behind bars and still stay positive-minded. That's crazy. How can you make an excuse for anything? No, you can't. How can you wake up and be sad one day of your life? That's right. This man woke up for 35 years every day behind bars and still kept hope. Gratitude, perspective. And that's still another, kept that's another problem. Privatized prisons. We got 5% of the world's the population, 25% of the prisoners in the world. No, no, because that's Locking people I, up for nothing. It's money, no, power. No, that's, that's exactly it's about the money. It's about the money. So. I can talk about that for hours. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, how did you meet WAP? What, what, what happened there to, to bring connect? him over to your corner? I had a couple of fighters that had met him. Had, he trained and had got out of prison. And I saw them fight one by the name of uh, Babyface. Uh, not Babyface. Brad. And uh, Brad was uh, a very good fighter. A guy who looked so much like me that it almost was scary. Because he could copy my moves so well. I'm like, who taught you that? And he was like, man, it's a kid in penitentiary named Wap. Wap taught me how to box. He taught, he taught me everything. So he showed me how to do all your moves. And so I was like, wow, that's interesting. So when Wap got out, they brought him over here. And I was like, man, the man behind the myth. And when I found out his story, I was so amazed. And I was on a comeback at the time, going to Russia, fighting and all. So I was like, man, this man did 35 years in prison. And here we are complaining about was it hot or cold today. You know what I mean? This man did 35 years. If you got an excuse, don't tell it to him. Yep. Yeah. Because the last one needed to hear an excuse. You got, he did 35 years with no no excuses, no nothing. And he's here now. Yep. So he is always, to me, a, a reminder of how blessed and how gifted we are. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because he woke up every day for 35 years behind bars, not knowing what his next meal was going to be. You understand know me? And still kept faith, still kept hope, and still stayed positive. If he can do that, then we all should be able to do that. So he's a walking Bible to me. You understand me? Because not many people would have been able to handle that and still come out and be sane or have their right mental thought, mental frame, right, mental their mindset. Which just wouldn't be the same. When you dug deep into connecting with him about how to how to stay strong, because freedom is. You know, you should have per- personal sovereignty over your own body and your own, you know, thoughts. As long as you're not hurting someone else and yourself, you're good to go. Exactly. How, how did he? How did he relay that to you? Keeping that mindset. You mentioned faith, so is he's big into his faith. What What else did kept him going? And like, what is that innate, like light that he that he shines? Like, how does he? How's he able to do that? He's big in his faith, and his faith is really what kept him going. And that tells you a lot about him because he read a lot of books while he was locked up. Yep. And learned a lot of things about faith and about religion. And uh, he shares a lot of those things with all of us. And I love to pick his brain because he tells me things that I never knew of, things I never knew about, things I never heard about. But he had time to read these books while he was locked up. Yeah. And he read so many books, and it makes him very, very educated in every, almost every atmosphere. He knew more about the Russian situation than I did, and I was going over there back and forth. He knew things that I didn't think of about Russia because he had read it in the penitentiary. So he took that time and made the most of it. You understand me? Yeah. He's so well knowledge 
now in life, in any any aspect of life you want to talk to him about, he can give you something on it. Conversate in every area. So, yes, and yeah. that's what's beautiful to me. So that's why I like having him around. Because anytime you want to know something or something different than what they teach you, ask it. He's got some keys. He's read a book to tell you. And anytime you have a bad day, just look at it. Yep. <laughs> Remember the 35 years just day after day. Just look at it. You talk about Russia, and, and obviously, you know, just from seeing things, and you know, you're, what, what is it about Russia that's kind of captured you, your heart a little bit? Like, it seems like you, you have a love for either the, like, is it the culture? Is it, what, what is it that, that gets you excited about that? I'm a Russian citizen as well as an American citizen yep. now. I did that because 95% of the population of Russia knows me. Okay. Because that's how much they love and adore boxing. They are huge boxing fans. You don't get old to them. Yep. You understand me? You just yep. get better to them. So when I met them and I realized that was the case, it was like, man, you should apply for Russian citizenship. There are a lot of Americans that have, I mean, there are a lot of Russians that have American citizenship. So why can't you be an American and apply for also to have a Russian citizenship? I was like, you know, that's not a bad idea. Then when I, like I said, when I realized how many of them knew me, I was like, why not? You know, why not? I mean, God didn't bless me and say, okay, you can only keep your blessing here to the United States. Yep. He want me to spread my blessing throughout the world. Yep. That's what I learned from the great Muhammad Ali. So I always try to follow what Muhammad Ali started and continue to follow through with that, carry that on. And uh, as you saw at Muhammad Ali's funeral, there were people from all races, all religions, all walks of life. Yep. That meant a lot to me because that's what I thought he always stood for. So guess what? Right now in that same time frame, that if we don't stand up for something, we're going to fall for this foolishness. That's true, fall for everything. So, you know, our government makes us, and, and I don't, you know, because I don't know what, to, you don't know what to believe anymore when people get on the news and tell you stuff, but, you know, you, we have this idea of Russia that, that it's bad, that they put it in all the movies, they talk about it, China too, so what, is that just totally false? The people are if obviously was, good to you. If it was so bad, if it was so bad, and it's more, much more occasion, I mean, Caucasian type people than mm. black people in Russia. Mm. If it was so bad, how would ninety five percent of the population know me, yep. black me, yep. and think that I am the best thing that ever happened to the world? It's all propaganda, then. You understand? It is. Yeah. You got to know that. You got to know that. But you're yeah. five years old watching movies. Supposed yeah. to hate Russia Ro- and China. Rocky Four, right? You're supposed to, yeah. But you're supposed to hate them. That's what they want you to do. Well, how do you know? It's wild. How do you know? I'm 40. You're 40 years old wearing a damn mask. That ain't doing you no good. Right. What's the difference? Right. That's right. Right. What's the difference? That's a good point. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't wear a mask. I'm just saying. But, what's but that's what a lot not, people, There's not much difference. That's, but that's what a lot of people it's doing. The same though. thing. That's what a lot of people doing though, right? Yeah, we're splitting hairs. That's, that's what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> do you do you get approached when you have so much communication with Russia? Like, is is there like a, a security thing with the the U.S. trying to say like trying to get information from you? Like, no, because I'm not into politics like that. Okay. I don't want to be in a politics political field i just like the fact that they love me as a sportsman as a sportsman and i try to share my knowledge with the world really not just russia with the whole world mm-hmm. so but i love the fact that i mean and here's what else they don't tell you i didn't realize that we fought alongside of russia in world war ii mm. you understand me sure we so did. it's like how can it be so bad if we fought with them in world war ii we never fight against them right we fought with them so when did they become so bad yeah that's that propaganda game. for sure propaganda money and trust power man yep. all that that's a fact. That's a fact. So, so looking back on the career, man, would you have done anything differently? Yeah, after I won, after I won, recaptured the light heavyweight title, I would have gave him about a two-year time to recover. Yeah. Because I gained 25 pounds of muscle, and I snatched that 25 pounds of muscle off. And I still won because I was game to the core, but I would stop right there. I would <laughs> stop right there and give myself a, a chance to recuperate because I kind of didn't realize 
what it what it had did with yeah. that whole process. I knew it, but I just didn't want to didn't want to adhere to it, you know. Because so. you're so dug in, and you yeah, said to the core. I mean, it's who you are. That's just who I am. You so. can't shut it off. No, nah, I didn't want to shut it off. <laughs> what what is uh? So I'm assuming you're in great shape, obviously. So what is training? You know, not not details, but in terms of just like consistency wise, did you take some time before? Like, how long did you have any time off before? Stop training? Like, were you still working out, jumping rope, like lifting weights, any of that stuff? Of, I was doing training my fighters, and I would go through the motion to show them, and I stayed in enough shape to be able to show them anything I needed to show them. But really, that was all I was doing. I wasn't doing nothing else. And uh, when this came up, I was like, you know what? It'll be hard getting in shape, but let me try it. So these knees are so bad. <laughs> the jumping rope is over with. Yep. <laughs> the jogging was very minute. And, um, you know, it's just your body's different, so you have to do things different. Find ways around it. Yep. And you have to spend more time in the recovery zone yeah. than you used to. Your body doesn't heal as quick. No, sir. Do you, do you do the same recovery? Do you use any of the new technologies like cryo, anything like that? Or are you still getting ice baths? So I'm I'm to, I try to use all of it, but I ain't near getting no ice bath. <laughs> I love it. I don't care. Hey, I don't care that I'm black Russian, none of that. I ain't getting no ice bath now. What's funny, what's funny is they had a cold lakes in Russia, right? You go in the summer, oh, yeah. you come out, you dive in the cold lake. I do that. Okay. But I ain't getting no ice bath. More the natural kind of stuff. We were in the yeah, ocean this morning. Yeah, yes, yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. It was cold. I do that, but I ain't getting a natural, just regular ice ice bath. No, that ain't made for me. People do it all the time. There's different ways to do it. It's crazy. It's people wear masks all the time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's hung up on the mask. Yeah, yeah. He's pissed. <laughs> I hate wearing it too, man. I can't hardly breathe with them. So I'm just saying. No. At first, it was like you go into the grocery store. It was like 10 percent of people wear a mask, right? And then now I'm like the the five percent that doesn't wear. A mask I was the last one, and now I'm doing it. Like now I'm wearing the mask. I was like, hold on. I can't do it. And now I still try to take it off when I can. But it's what tough. I don't understand is if your mask, if you feel so confident about your mask that it's protecting you from the virus, then why the hell are you worried about me not having one on? Right. You protect it. You got your condom on. You That's right. Condom on. <laughs> you feel me? What are you worried about? Right. I like when people wear them in the car by themselves. I, exactly. That's, exactly. <laughs> Who? Who are you speaking, protecting yourself speaking against? Speaking of the condom thing, someone said it's like jerking off with a condom. Exactly. What's, yeah. What's different? What's different? What, who, what, what, what comedian said now? Like, if you if you sneeze in public, it's like the new shit in your pants. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Like, oh, I didn't do anything. I, Sorry. You're like, it's not Corona. Just sneeze. <laughs> it's like you stole something. Yeah, man. Hmm. What you got? Man, I, I just, I really appreciate you, uh, you, uh, you letting us come and, and doing this interview. And, yeah. Because uh, I really appreciate you guys coming and doing it. And uh, like I said, WAP, WAP, man, WAP is a whole different category. He's very inspirational to anybody that learns to know him. Mm. Um, he teaches, he gives back still continuously. And um, what I wish, I wish we lived in a world that could go understand people like WAP and go try to find these type of people who have been totally dealt a bad hand by society and try to undo those hands because there are several of them out there still. For sure. A lot of them doing time for no reason. Right. You understand know I me? Mean? It's like it's the craziest thing ever, but it's that race stuff mainly. Yep. You know, we fix that. And what we also have to do is we got to start thinking for ourselves. We don't think for ourselves anymore. Preach we it. can't let the government mm. think for us. We have to think Question for authority. ourselves. You feel me? Yep. We got to think for ourselves. Duh. If you wear a mask and the mask protects you from the virus, then why is it so important that you social distance? Yep. Please tell me. Isn't that something? We got to get it back. We got to figure out, a, even for the kids, like, because I have two young boys and I, I look at their future and I don't want them to be, you know. I mean, what good God do make me beautiful if I got to wear a mask to cover it up right, all the time? Right, right. That's your money maker. I'll you feel me? What good does he do? He made me all this beautiful and I got to cover it up. Y'all right. go to hell. I ain't covering nothing up. God gave me, I'm not covering this up. I'm not covering it up. 
I could talk about Muhammad Ali forever, but what did, what did he mean to your life, and how much time did you get with 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 the great late boxer? Got to spend a lot of time with him. When I, I even bought him here to Pensacola, and um, he meant everything to me because he showed me a new way of life. He showed me how to use my gift. I had a gift of pissing people off, which I'm sure this interview probably going to do to a lot of them. But <laughs> I had a gift of pissing people off from the get go. Mm. And I, once I saw Muhammad Ali box, I really realized, wow. He does the same thing I do. Mm. He pisses them off, then he outthinks them. I said, if somebody teaches me how to use my hands, I can do that. You understand me? That's awesome. So man. when I found somebody that I could relate to that thought like I thought, I was blown away. And that meant the world to me because he showed me how to take my life and not go down the wrong path with it, but use what I had, the gift that I had, and steer it in the right direction. This was my direction, boxing. Not For football, sure. not basketball, not baseball, boxing. Yep. And that's what I learned. Incredible. Again, I really appreciate it. Yeah, Thank brother. you. We're, so we're going to do some other Thank interviews with these other boxers. And right. You got a rapper here, right? Yeah, I got a rapper here upstairs. Yeah. yeah. yeah he'll, come down and he'll come down and get spit that fire for you, too. Now. I, I, can't I can't wait. Yeah. Can't I can't wait. wait. I got a Mexican that don't speak Spanish, too. Sign language. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, brother. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Be kind to each other. Soup sandwich.